the end, what you believe is yours to decide. My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And, and we, we are the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode 14, and in this episode, we will be discussing the 2009 extraterrestrial film, alien abduction film, <laughs> The Fourth Kind. Which this year is its 10-year anniversary. Yep. Did you see this movie when it came out? I didn't see it in theaters, but okay. I saw it shortly after. Okay. I went and saw it in theaters. And honestly, it kind of scared the shit out of me when I went and saw it in theaters the first mm-hmm. time. I was, uh, so 2009, I was coming out of my sophomore year and going into my junior year of high school. And so what was that? Like 16? Mm-hmm. And it scared me. It's only a PG-13 movie. So, but there were some themes that really freaked me out. Aliens, I guess, have always freaked me out. I yeah. never feel like watching an alien movie because I'm like, ah, it's an alien movie. But then when I watch them, I'm like, Ugh. Well, yeah. I mean, somebody coming no. in your bedroom when you're asleep? No. That's creepy. No. And also just, like like we talked about in Signs, like having, like, no control, mm-hmm. no power. You can't just shoot them. Like, you can shoot a person, most likely, you know. They're really scary. Yeah, I definitely got freaked out by this one. And yeah. it's kind of sad. I'm, I'm a little sad. Each time I watch it, it loses its rewatchability to scare me. Yeah. But it does make me think of other things. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it provokes thought, yeah. I guess, of what if this were true. But mm-hmm. the movie, it's kind of interesting in what it does and its uh, position, I guess. So it opens with the actress that's portraying Dr. Abigail Tyler saying these are this is based on true events mm-hmm. blah 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 whatever you Mia Jovovich. yeah Jovovich. yeah exactly whatever you choose or whatever you believe is yours to decide right. and the, even the director cutting ahead but comes in at the end and talks talks about how mm-hmm. these are all true events and so this movie utilizes basically real audio footage and i say that you can't see it with like air quotes you know yeah and I do find that a little disappointing. I'm going to comment on that. Mm-hmm. That I was watching it, and the professional actors that are supposed to be portraying these real people are worse actors than the people in the film. Yeah. In the real videos. Right. Because, you know, uh, an argument there would be, well, it actually happened to them. But if you research the movie, yeah. it didn't. No. Both sides of the spectrum were acting. Yeah. So this movie kind of... Is it a betrayal to the audience? Is it misleading? Uh, it, what you believe is yours yeah. to decide. Like you know, I, mean, I, don't I know, know a lot of people hated that, but honestly, I'm still looking at it as a horror movie. And let's ignore the background stuff. And yeah. as a horror movie, I've told you I like my found footage stuff. And this is basically found footage. Yeah. I love that. Now, if you go into it believing what they're telling you and that it's a true story and these this is real video and real audio, that is truly terrifying. It which is. is what they were getting at. Mm-hmm. You know, so it opens with, with that little monologue there about, in the end, what you believe is yours to decide. And then it cuts to the director of the film interviewing what you think or what they want you to believe is the real Dr. Abigail Tyler Yeah. at Chapman University. So they make it look like this very, like, mm-hmm. real interview kind of thing, you know. Actual audio starts with Dr. Tyler doing a session with another psychologist, and then it transitions to the actress portrayal and what i i like about this movie is that 
let's again we're going to talk about this like this is actually real footage that we're dealing yeah. with here they put it side by side so they put the real video on one side and then the portrayal on the other side and they're doing like this little hypnosis session and this other psychologist his name is abel mm-hmm. abel is taking her back to when she was with her husband will and the intruder came in and she sees someone murdering her husband. And so he's trying to get her to see the face of the person that murdered her husband. And she can't see it. And so she's just crying. And so he pulls her out. And so she says she has to finish her husband's work. So, you know, right off the bat here, she's had a traumatic death. Someone essentially murdered her husband right after they had sex. Like, yeah. in bed next to her. Super weird. Yeah. How? Why would somebody come in and stab this person but not the person lying right next to them and the person wakes up during all of this aliens (laughs) aliens (laughs) (laughs) she's in nome alaska and she's a therapist and she it starts with her with this client named scott and he says he's been sleeping worse and he wakes up in the middle of the night usually around 2 30 or 3 o'clock which is like the worst time to wake up we all know it's the devil's hour this is fucking real. Aliens. This is scary Devils. shit. Demons. <laughs> Three o'clock in the morning is the worst time ever. A bad yes. shit happens around that time. Every time I wake up, I'm like, and it's three, and demon. you're like, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Or you wake up and it's three, and you're like, I really gotta pee, but you're not fucking getting up. Mm-mm. That's me. Nope. <laughs> Going back to sleep. I'm not like seven anymore. Exactly. My body will hold it. It has learned. <laughs> uh, he says there's an owl outside his window every night, and then it cuts to another client also saying an owl sits outside. Her window staring at her and then another one saying it sits there for hours which i, I would shoot it with a pellet gun i probably wouldn't kill yeah. it but fuck off <laughs> i fucking love how smart that is though yeah as the horror movie you an owl looks amazingly like an, an alien, alien that we know that's fucking smart i had never put that together until they were saying that and even when they're like an owl an owl an owl i didn't get it together until he was like it's not an owl i'm like fuck that the shape it's so perfect yeah and like we'll talk about later but even if you think this movie's garbage you you can't deny that's some scary shit they're talking about and they're all talking about it yeah and it if it was real that is so scary which this is all a study that her husband's been doing yes he's been talking to all these people yes so it's i mean it's less scary when you realize he's grouped all these people together it's not just her clients they're all thinking this there's a they're all having the same thing because of something right and that's why she said in the beginning i have to finish his work yeah they also say that they saw it when they were kids that they've been seeing it off and on their entire lives and so they're like what hand picked by these aliens right is it everyone in the town and they're just the ones that have noticed or it's been more active or is it just like a select group of people like you don't know but you know it is at least this small group of people and now they're seeing it every night. They've seen it every night this week. Mm. And they think it came inside. And they all remember it looking down at them from above the Ugh. bed. No. I don't think I would ever sleep. Right? Honestly. I, I know you your body will just put you to sleep at some point. But it's kind of like Nightmare on Elm Street where I would literally do anything yeah. not to fall asleep. Absolutely. Coffee, pills alarms like mm-hmm. give it to me and and that probably wouldn't matter in this case but i the dark would just like i already am uncomfortable in the dark 
Sometimes we put the sleep timer on the TV in the bedroom and I wake up and it's fine because I know I sleep better when the mm-hmm. TV's not on. But sometimes if I wake up and the TV's I'll not turn on. turn it back on. Me too. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Because I, I just don't like not being able to see at least like yeah. all the corners of my bedroom. Well, especially they talk later on we're jumping, but one of the guys talks, he's asking his wife to wake up. How, like that's, that's one of those childhood fears when you're trying to Please get your parents me. to wake up or something. Be with you at least. Even if you can't protect me, be with me in this terrifying mm-hmm. moment and she won't wake up mm-hmm. that's even scarier yeah. you're doing this by yourself right and she tells her clients that they need to see her tomorrow and tells them of the coincidences between them basically you find out that her daughter ashley is blind and she went mysteriously blind after what happened to will and she says it is basically a convergence disorder and she's eating it cuts to her eating dinner with ashley and her son ronnie and ronnie's really impatient with her you kind of get this sense that he's tired of her mm-hmm. or blames her or, mm-hmm. like, really just does not respect his mom. And she he asks if she can accept that their dad's not there anymore. And it's like, what is she not accepting? Mm-hmm. You don't exactly. really know, but this kid's fucking tired of her shit. And I feel like not even just a therapist, but she's overly soft mm-hmm. on these kids. She's even soft-spoken, like, when the girl later on goes is that daddy's wish she goes no baby it's just a record like stop being so soft just be like oh no i'm sorry you know it's just there's recording why are you being so soft it's creepy i don't know like i guess maybe your kids have already lost so much and maybe you don't want their i don't know that's something that i think not to get too personal but like when my dad died it was probably hard for my mom to tell us no because it's like she wanted us to have everything because we had already lost so much maybe i don't know but also you still have to be a parent yeah i would your kid talking to you like that's not acceptable well yeah and then she almost i don't know cowers a little in how she speaks Mm -hmm. no but then it cuts to the white owl watching them Mm. how has she not noticed that the white owl is watching her if i was interviewing all these people and they were like there's a white owl i would literally be looking for this white owl yeah yeah Dr. Tyler in the interview says Ronnie blames her for their dad's death. So like I said, in the beginning, it cuts to what you are supposed to believe is the real Dr. Abigail Tyler, who's very sickly. Her eyes are very sunken in. Her skin's very pale. She just looks bad. She's very frail. She's creepy looking. Yes. Her eyes are super buggy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she says, like I said, Ronnie blames her for their dad's death. And at night she listens to cut back to the movie she listens to recordings of will's voice talking about his work Mm -hmm. i don't know this happens in like every horror movie and if there's something scary stop listening to it at night i think we talked about this in the conjuring when they're just like sitting there at three o'clock in the morning (sighs) fucking listening to that like demony tape yeah i would not be able to i maybe could do it like from like nine to eleven o'clock in the morning and then i would have to move on with my day so i could sleep at night yeah absolutely especially if he's thinking like aliens because i'm assuming at this point even though she's picking up where he left off she kind of that's kind of what she's getting at with all these people Mm -hmm. she knows that that's what he was i think well at least i mean at least she mentions it later on abduction theory which is a psychological theory that people who are drifting off and or dying see bright lights and things like that and sometimes people attribute that to a god or aliens and being abducted any kind of like outer body experience like that yeah and it's the next day and she's doing hypnosis with her patient tommy and she asks him when he had trouble sleeping last and he says last night and he said he saw the owl 
Tommy can't describe what the owl looks like, but all of a sudden they put him under hypnosis and he yeah. like, because none of these people can really describe it or their like experience with the owl. It's like something is like preventing them from remembering it. Yeah. So she's like, okay, well hypnosis puts you in like a state of like letting go and you can dig deeper into your, to your mind. So she puts Tommy under hypnosis and all of a sudden he says the owl isn't there anymore uh. and says again he doesn't really remember it and he says there's something outside my door it's gonna open the door's opening oh my god and he just starts freaking out yes. he's yelling and crying and he's flailing Breaking and he knocks a lamp and... over and when she brings him out of hypnosis he says that he didn't see anything he says if you want to help me get me out of this room and he needs to go home and he says he wants to talk about it next time like he does not want to talk about whatever he yeah. just saw so are they just another question is are they clearly he saw something so is it something that he knows that he saw that he doesn't want to talk about is it something that physiologically these intruders body snatchers if you will are literally physically preventing him from talking about which i mean you could say that definitely with the next guy yeah like they literally stop him Mm -hmm. and then you get this actual 911 audio is what it says and there's a screaming woman and gunshots and sheriff there's a sheriff and his name is sheriff august gets on the phone with tommy who was the patient who is holding his family hostage at gunpoint and he says he will only talk to dr tyler and so of course they're like you got to get over to tommy's house right now and he tells her he's sorry but he has to do this and he doesn't have a choice and it cuts to the real dr tyler in an interview and she says it was completely surreal and then the screen splits into four between movie and real police Mm -hmm. footage and he says if you saw what i saw you would understand that it doesn't matter what it was because we'll never have to see it ever again and he starts saying words in like this crazy fucking language And the sheriff wants to take the shot at him, but he's holding his wife basically as a body shield in front of him. But then he kills his entire family and then he kills himself. But he does it. So someone says, I have, I have him in my sights. So yes, he shoots his wife. That's fucking horrible. But then someone had him still. He doesn't move from her. Shoot him before he turns around and gets his kids. And Both his kids. Yeah. Like he shoots four people and nobody else shoots. Yeah. No. Yeah, I mean, I get not wanting to hit the wife, but once the wife's already down, yes. take, your, take your shot. Because you don't have that many SWAT members with their guns pointed, not ready to pull the trigger yeah. in a half a second. Because he even, he even, I don't remember if he just hesitated or if he said he was sorry, but he didn't just like, boom, boom, boom. It was no. like, boom, boom, boom. Like, there was yeah. time in between. But even if he did, he didn't move from that spot. Right. So you had your shot, he took her down, shoot. At least you could have saved one of them. I mean, I know that sounds awful, but better one than none, which is yeah. what happened. So, so whatever he saw, though, was so horrifying that he would rather kill his family. His whole family. His two kids and his wife. Than let them experience that. Terrifies me. Like, because yeah. that puts whatever in your mind is happening to these people, which you don't really know. You hear some sounds later on eventually, but you don't really know what's going on. So what are they doing? And I hate to people? say this because it's really dark, but imagine being a mother or a father in that situation. And you think that something is so horrible and tortuous and just frightening enough to where you would rather take your own children's lives Mm -hmm. than let them be in the hands of whatever is happening it's kind of goes you know like i think of like titanic when the mom puts her kids to bed instead of trying to get them on the lifeboats you know at least that they go to sleep and that's Mm -hmm. all that they know they don't know that they're going to die whereas if they go up top and risk it they could just be face down with you know their own death and obviously this is a horrible way to go those kids know they're 
dad has a gun and yeah they're gonna get shot you know okay game of thrones cersei lannister was going to kill her kid when she was sitting on that iron throne when she thought that they were about to get overtaken she was mm-hmm. gonna give him yeah. poison to kill him rather than him being taken prisoner or whatever yeah. so i don't know like it's awful but at the same time if you and i'm not saying he wasn't deranged but like those are really t- tough situations you let your kids be taken and tortured and used and abused or you just end their lives mercifully almost right that's in his head at least what he exactly what he was doing so what is that bad exactly that that? how scary just to imagine yeah so then it cuts to audio of august interviewing her and then it cuts to the movie actually portraying the interview and they want to know what he saw but she's saying he didn't tell her the sheriff thinks he only killed his family because she put him under hypnosis yeah and as a therapist like she's pissed like, I've been in therapy before, and I've done, like, I haven't done actual hypnosis, but I've done, like, EMDR, where it, like, puts you in kind of, like, a trancey kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, real therapy. It's not like it's... Yeah. But he's saying this wouldn't have happened if you hadn't tried to pressure him and push him to the edge, you know? And she's pissed, and she tells him that there's something going on in the town that they don't understand, and he's just... He's just angry. I mean, he basically says her husband committed suicide and wasn't murdered. And she tells him there's more missing people in Nome than anywhere else and demands she stop hypnotizing people. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. Uh, there's a demon or there's a ghost or like something's happening. Yeah. Like, shut up. You're fucking crazy. You know. Right. And the real interview, when it cuts to the director interviewing Dr. Tyler, she said that she felt responsible for the entire family's death. So at night she talks into a tape recorder and she has her assistant transcribe it the next day. And that night she falls asleep talking to her tape recorder and she says, must proceed with extreme caution. And then she's kind of talking about everyone seeing the owl. She gets to work the next day and and her therapist friend comes by to check on her. And he tells her it may be time she stepped back because she needs clarity on what has happened. Which I think it'd be hard to lose it. I really wanted to be a therapist, but I I think I would really struggle with like losing a client. Or Mm -hmm. what if you committed mur- like like in that situation yeah our murder suicide like could you just go to work and deal with other clients without your mind being so bogged down by that and could you really give 100 percent to your other clients yeah you know and she tells him it's all i have left i have to continue to find out what's causing all of this and he stays to keep an eye on her basically and then one of her other clients comes in scott i think was his name and he brings his wife in, and they are demanding to know what happened to Tommy. Mm-hmm. She says it's something to do with his sleeping habits, and they say they're really worried. And they both have agreed that they want her to hypnotize Scott, and they want to face whatever it is. And the wife is totally on board. Yeah, She's like, okay, <clears throat> let's do this, because it's the only way that we're going to get any closure on this situation. So she thinks. And so she asks, you know, the other doctor or therapist or whoever he is to come in and observe that well yeah because now the sheriff's on her so if she does this again something bad happens again they're gonna take her yeah Yeah, definitely and so he goes under he said he had trouble sleeping last night he can't describe the owl well it doesn't look like a normal owl and he starts getting really stressed out and kind of writhing around there is no owl and he says something is outside the door i know what they are they come all the time i think they're going to open the door they get in without setting off the alarm. I thought the only way you came when you was when you think about them, but I wasn't thinking about them. And he starts, like, gargling on a spit, yeah. like, writhing around and making all these, like, horrible noises. And then he just wakes up and he just pukes. And you see everybody come over, like, to, you know, comfort They're him. They're there. And some lady's holding her purse. I don't know if it's Abigail or if it's the wife, but 
you fucking purse down? Why are you holding it? Were you Get holding it before you got up? I don't <laughs> She's understand. ready to run. Exactly. <laughs> he says he saw them. They're not from here. I can't describe it. I can't see what's in my own mind. All I can see is the owl, but I know it's not an owl. And he smells a putrid cinnamon smell. The worst part was the voices inside my head. They talk to you so you can hear them. But they also talk inside your mind like you're connected. And they take me to somewhere. And I can't remember. They take me somewhere. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. I mean, I have vivid dreams. But yeah, holy, right? that Like, Jesus Christ. She tells them before they leave that she's contacting the sheriff under the circumstances, which I think she kind of has to do because if something happened at this point and August didn't yeah, know, exactly. she'd be going away. So he, she, he already thinks that she's batshit crazy. Yeah. He says he knows why he did what he He says that he knows why Tommy did what he did. He understands. Yeah. And that's like a terrifying thing to hear as a therapist, I think. Right. As his wife, I think I would like. Right. Can somebody come stay with us? He understands why this guy killed his wife and children. Easily. Yeah. He's like, yeah, okay fair what he said you have to have seen it felt it it's worse than you can ever imagine after he leaves she asks abel if he believes in abduction theories and she said will was kind of into it and researched it and then earlier like i said she asked her assistant to transcribe her tape and she just like busts in the room and the fear just, on her face where she's i can't and then she just leaves, leaves i it with won't her. listen to it again oh <gasps> Because, yeah, imagine that poor girl. How fucking... T- like, you're just thinking mm-hmm. you're at your normal job, doing your thing. You're just transcribing your boss's tape. And then all of a sudden, there's fucking screaming. And she's just like, hey, will you transcribe this for me? Like, she clearly <sighs> has, like, no idea. Like, this is why there will never be a camera in my room, any recording device. I don't care if I have a door that leads out back where someone could break in. No. Because there are ghosts or aliens or something. And I don't want to know. Why would you? You'd never sleep again. Exactly. Um, ignorance is bliss know. in that kind of situation. I remember, this is off topic, but Rosie O'Donnell did one years upon years ago. I remember I was little and she had big old cameras in her room because mm-hmm. she just wanted to see if she moved around in her sleep and stuff. And literally all I thought of, even as a little kid, I was like, what if there's ghosts in your room? What if there's something you shit around don't something? want to yeah. see in your room? This is like really kind of weird and I guess off topic, but <laughs> imagine, let's just say toy story for example and you saw your toys up and moving around that's it's innocent but holy shit <laughs> no. maybe innocent what if it's like chucky come on yeah maybe that's not true so innocent. it's not woody and buzz <laughs> so they're listening to this tape and she like falls asleep and you can kind of hear her breathing because she's asleep and her door opens <gasps> and she just starts screaming and then there's warped this is what gets me in this movie that is so scary are the warped like voices i mm-hmm. hate that and then it cuts to the real Dr. Tyler interview. And she said after she heard the tape, she was in denial. She was like, that's not me on the tape. Like, nope, it's not me. I, I don't think you could believe that. Or once again, you would never sleep again. I was about to say, how do you, she's alone with kids. Yeah. I wouldn't go home. I would like go, I would rather sleep at like a bench downtown surrounded yeah, by people. Absolutely. Honestly. I know it's like Nome, Alaska and that's not an option, but. It's almost like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. You want to sleep everywhere together in the town hall yes definitely because at least there's like at least if it's not real safety it's like a feeling of safety in numbers you know and she said she went through what she could hold on to which were the facts she went home to try and recount what happened and there there are lots of sudden loud noise effects in this movie which um like you said it loses some of its scare after you watch it but i was like taking notes and like i kept getting phone calls and stuff so i was like kind of I wasn't half-assed paying attention, but I kept having to pause, and then mm-hmm. I'd pick up, and then something went <laughs> right. jump really and quickly, and I was out it. of it. Yeah, and it—I jumped several times. 
I also said it was a little tiring because it's all just like loud noise jumps. It's mm-hmm. not like something coming out or you yeah. seeing something. It's just like a noise jump. She's starting to notice marks on her body. She said she fought and she's like, I feel like I fought it. And she looks down and there are like nail scratches across the oh, floorboard leading out of done. her room. I would fucking move. Yeah. No. Me too. As gorgeous as that house and that place is, nothing is worth fighting aliens every night. No. Even if it wasn't aliens, I would be thinking ghost. I would be thinking, I don't know, intruder who chloroformed me. I don't know. Something horrible. Who cares? It's something that is hurting you. Yes. That, that you can't see. That was so terrifying that you clawed into your heart And floor. blocked it out of your memory. <gasps> Or are being forced to forget, which both are equally as terrifying. Because if your brain is blocking something out that was that yeah. recent and big deal, you shouldn't remember it anyway. Yeah, so you don't want to remember. Yeah. And she said she listened to the tape over and over and over. I couldn't. I, think I I'd would go crazy. burn it. Yeah. I wouldn't listen to it probably ever again. No. That would be enough to scare me to the point where, like you said, I would fucking leave. Yep. No, I'm not doing it. But she's so confused and she wants to find someone that can translate this and so she goes through her husband's stuff and she finds this book by this professor doctor professor mm-hmm. and he's an expert on ancient languages mm-hmm. i think yes yeah linguist or something and she calls him and she kind of chickens out when she calls him and so she hangs up but then he calls back and says there was a man that called me from this number and he wanted a history lesson on ancient languages and she tells him that he was murdered. And this doctor actually listens to her and flies out to her because he thinks that this is legit. On rewatch, this is the subliminal stuff that creeps me out. Mm-hmm. Because he called this dude up wanting a history lesson on ancient languages. Does that mean that he fell asleep with the tape recorder and he heard this language? Where did he hear it? Well, he had to, to have, have to question point. this. I mean, the fact that he was murdered or whatever that you know at this point, like... Something got to him. Well, even if it's suicide, I mean, you find out it's suicide. Yeah, but he shoots himself. I feel like that proves that aliens exist even more because mm-hmm. he tracked down this language and he was so fucking terrified he killed himself. Or he got too close and so they made him kill yeah. himself. But the rewatchability for me was definitely looking at the background stuff, the will stuff, looking into the Sumerian stuff when you get to that. That's mm-hmm. the stuff that was good for me. Yeah. And speaking of Sumerian, he comes and he says he can tell, examine our creation, ruin or destroy. And that's like with a bunch of ellipses in between. Like it's, yeah. a, it's broken. And he, is, he says it's the oldest language in human history. Is that true? That we know of? I don't know. What, I, I don't. Maybe. I don't know about the oldest, but I did do some research. The Sumerian language is actually called an isolate language. And that means that it was developed completely on its own. It mm-hmm. doesn't have a parent language, and it wasn't created along with another language where they created dialects and things like that together. Right. It was literally by itself that just sprung out of nowhere. I have never thought about that, that all language and culture has derived from what? From something. Mm-hmm. What was that something? Like, how? I mean, we exactly. evolution, you know, I get, but it's just like... There was Were also, we that intelligent? <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely going to get this wrong, and it's something that I've heard Connor say a couple times, but it's something like we – I'm sorry, you guys, and someone can correct me, but we had the ability – we had the vocal cords set up to speak for something like 36,000 years or some crazy – 300,000, I don't know, some crazy amount of time mm-hmm. before we actually spoke. What made us speak? We had the ability all that fucking time. Right. It's not like our – 
anatomy changed that exactly. drastically. And then when it happened, these languages just sprouted out of nowhere. Aliens. Aliens. <laughs> I feel like that is one of those things. I mean, there there are people that believe. Look at Ancient Aliens. That's a huge show that people really pay attention to. And there are people that believe that. Mm-hmm. And these are reasons why. We have artwork that you can go see of all civilizations, you know, showing things that look like spaceships. We have all religions came from the thought that our creators came from the heavens. Well, you've got all these interpretations of religions. You've got different gods, goddesses, like you said. And what's to say that aliens aren't part of that or a replacement substitution or are that, you know... Because humans have been looking for our the reason why. Yeah. For our entire existence, I'm assuming. At least until we could think that analytically, yeah. I suppose. So you of course have all of these different religions and somebody's right. Yeah. And and nobody has the right I mean, I know there's faith and, and people think they're correct and that's great. But nobody knows who's right and who's wrong. Everybody's just kind of going with what it's their belief system like imagine you've got all and i'm not trying to be offensive at all i'm trying to provoke thought about this imagine you've got some very let's say devout christian or devout catholics born in the united states born in europe all they had to have been born to was a different fucking country let's say um india or pakistan or afghanistan somewhere in the middle east or asia somewhere and just because of where they're born that's the religion you're born into yeah. I mean, yes, you can do research and think all you want, but the likelihood of someone being born into, let's say, a Southern Baptist family converting to Hinduism yeah. is not very big because you were born into this. And so that's just evolved over time. It's not like Christianity has been a thing forever. Jesus is only what, let's say, 2,000 year old story. Yeah. And how old is humanity? Right. I mean, he even says that the Sumerian language is. 4,000 years older than Christ. Yeah. So think of how far back that goes. Right. And so it, it just, it brings a lot of things into question. I'm not even saying like we're over, over here saying aliens are the reason for existence, but you have to look at the entire universe. Yes. Like just looking at our, our solar system is overwhelming. But when you look at the entire universe that goes to infinity that mm-hmm. we know it's just hard to comprehend that we're the only things that are here. Oh, the I for only sure beings. believe aliens exist. Yeah. Oh, wasn't there something you were reading me recently about how aliens exist and they're watching us, basically? Oh, yeah. So I think this, like, uh, space research place, like, scientists, I don't know. I read this on Unilad. So, like, take that with a grain of salt. I read that there's this theory that we're basically, like, a zoo. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they're observing us but at a distance like behind glass basically to not disrupt our normal or like a safari let's say i don't know if it's like a zoo behind glass or like you watch something in the wild but that there's this theory that we're just basically being monitored which is terrifying fun i mean that's terrifying because if if that's true or even if that could be true that means that they're they literally could overtake us at any point because as humans even if we're at a safari in africa and these beings are a lot bigger than us if we have guns Mm -hmm. we can take them out so imagine being in the position of the giraffe or the antelope or whatever your prey yeah 
they they could easily take you out if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. And thinking about something being out there with us and being the in- I mean, as humans and as we talk about aliens, we always assume we're the inferior race. That mm-hmm. may not be true. Yeah. You know, they might also not be intelligent enough or advanced enough to find us. But if they are, then they're clearly more advanced than we are. Yeah. Because they're able to explore space in a way that we have not been able to. Yeah. So, terrifying thought just right there. But if you take this, where they're not only watching us, but they're taking us. Or have created us. Yeah. I mean, it's really scary to think about that you're just like a little insignificant ant an ant farm. Yeah. As complex as human beings are. What mm-hmm. if we're just simpletons, essentially? Yeah. That's really deep. <laughs> <laughs> but this professor's talking uh, not only to Dr. Tyler, but also to her colleague. And he's just not, not having it. He's like, this is crazy. Like, yeah. you don't really believe this, do you, Abby? And she's like, Will did. Like, yeah. I mean, why not? And he's describing these, like, ancient artifacts. Like you said, that he says you can find in museums all over the world. That is true. Yeah. Like, that is not one of their false things in this movie. The Sumerian language and you being able to find those artifacts, that is true. Mm-hmm. That would be in one of those things where I feel like I would get really wrapped up in, but I don't want to because I think it would scare me so much. Yeah. Like, researching all that. Mm. Yeah, I've watched a few episodes of Ancient Aliens, and mostly because I love Egypt so much, so I'll watch those ones. But mm-hmm. there's, like, a thing in Ancient Egypt where there's a hieroglyph of a light bulb. How'd what they, the fuck? How'd they know what a light bulb was? Yeah. They have these tunnels that they have no idea how they lit them that are in these mm. tombs, but there had to be somehow because they were just walking down there, there blind. Yeah. Exactly. There's no torch marks on the walls. There's no nothing. So what's their electricity in there? How'd they get it? Mm. Yeah. And why is there no explanation? Like, it's just weird. Like, it's not like we ever found that out. How did they hide that? Yeah. From researchers and archaeologists. We found a lot of pottery and stuff. We've yeah. never found any light bulbs. We've found batteries that Egyptians have made. Mm-hmm. We've never found light bulbs. So they saw it somehow. They created this. Somebody drew it. Yeah. They get a phone call. They're all three sitting around and they get a phone call. And it's Scott's wife. And that was the one they just, just recently put under hypnosis. And so all of all three of them go over there. And it's nice because you have these three professionals kind of coming at different angles here. Mm-hmm. Scott is in bed and he's freaking out. He's sweaty. He's shaking. He doesn't want to talk about it. And he has a weird wound that Abby finds. So they set up a camera. And he says he doesn't want to go under hypnosis. And she says he can't remember while he's awake. So she's like, let's just do like a light hypnosis then. He has to get it out of his head and he can't think straight. So he's literally just like wigging the fuck out. Yeah. So something else is happened since this or he's just been dwelling on this hypnosis and it's gotten worse yeah. well, from maybe what they did before even if you're trying to put it out of your mind and you have a mark like yeah you're you all can. of a sudden going yeah. fuck this is real i can't deny this yeah. anymore because i would probably live in denial for a little while too mm-hmm. i mean people do it with their health all the time with like simple things i mean yeah, we work absolutely. in healthcare we see diabetics and people with hypertension they're like eh. yeah my my diabetes is like eh, I check my blood sugar and it's like three hundred and sixty in the morning, but it's okay. Like no, you're gonna get re- yeah. something. That's no, you're gonna go into a fucking coma. But people do it all the time. Mm-hmm. So imagine something this profound that we can't wrap our heads around even because yeah. you know people won't even take their medications because they don't believe it. You know, and it cuts to real video. This to me when I originally saw this was the scariest part of the this movie. was the scariest scene. Yes, yes, absolutely. And that and at the end, yeah, her scene. 
the real audio, like you said, found footage gets you. Yeah. Like, the real audio and video is, like, when you think about it, like, if it, if, if it was actually real. Yes. How scary that is. And she puts them under, and it cuts back and forth between, like, the movie and the, the real video. And as soon as they say his name, this made me jump, they're like, Scott, and he just sits yep. straight up in bed, and he just starts, like, his mouth is open, and he's convulsing, and he's literally levitating off the bed like he's possessed. Like, there is space between mm-hmm. his body and the bed. And then it says, uh, scared the fuck out of me, first of all. Mm. Uh, it says, like, Abby, Tyler, and study and mm-hmm. that's all that you can see that is translated but there's more words in between and cut to abby at her house telling her kids to pack their shit and they're going to north carolina well he just Bail. slams back on the bed yeah and then the tape cuts off to them doing that yeah you find out later he's fucking paralyzed from the neck down dude his whole body was just like warped what did they do to him and they had to have been like inside him yes. for him to be talking like that mm. Abel calls and Ronnie picks up and he's like, it's Abel, it's Abel. And she's like, tell him I'll call him back. Blah, blah, blah. And Ronnie's like, he's coming. <laughs> and Ronnie doesn't want to leave. He's like, I have a soccer game tomorrow. Can you cut your <laughs> shit, you crazy bitch? Like, he's just so mm-hmm. over her like he was, in, you know, in the beginning. And then the cops show up to Abby's house and the sheriff tells Abby Scott is paralyzed from the neck down and she says she can't explain it. She says something was inside him and twisted his body and she, she he's questioning her, you know. She says she's hurting people and they're putting her under arrest. And then Abel comes in and says he saw what happened and he can't explain it either. But mm-hmm. he was a witness and that the tape didn't record. And so Sheriff August agrees to making her stay in her house with 24-hour supervision and says Abel has to go with him because he wants to interview him. And then they leave a cop to watch Yeah, her house. And, of course, he's got a dash cam in his car. Yeah, but he's like the worst cop ever. Dude. Literally the worst. He's falling asleep. He literally, he takes his time to go oh my god get out of the car there's something going on it's pulling them out of house he's got this whole fucking scene of saying it a true cop should have his fucking gun out and be in that fucking house yeah what are you doing i guess he's just so perplexed by what he's yeah what he's seeing i feel like he shouldn't even gotten to the point where they were pulling him out of pulling them out of the house yeah it cuts to the real abby uh recording says dozens of disappearances have been happening in Nome since the 1960s and even the fbi has gotten involved with no luck she says they're experiencing encounters of the fourth kind. She goes through the first kind. Yeah. Which is... If I remember right, it's seeing things of them, like crop circles, and seeing UFO. Evidence of them. That's what it is. So, seeing, seeing UFO, evidence. and then evidence, I think, is number two. The third kind is making contact, and then I think the fourth kind is abduction. Yes. Okay. Good Good thing. <laughs> good teamwork. We'll, we'll, we'll try and put it together. I could not type fast enough on my phone to um, write them all down as she was saying them. She thinks it's happening everywhere. Like, and most people don't even know it. How could they... She says, how could they remember what they're being forced to forget? And then it cuts back to the movie and it's 3.33 a.m. This is not the first time you've seen 3.33 a.m. No. More threes. Gross. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck three o'clock, morning, or night, like, afternoon, fuck it. But also, I mean, it does bring more of the biblical stuff into the alien stuff. Right. 
And then the cop sees something over the house and it cuts to the real dash cam, but it's really choppy because every time they tried to record this, it gets mm-hmm. like real like VHSE when it's all messed up, you know? Yeah. And there's something flying, sir, over the Tyler residence. It's pulling them out of the house. It's taking them. You have to send back up now. And then they go into the house and Abby's just on the ground and Ashley's in crying saying they took my baby. Someone took Ashley. She says a beam of light came down and they took her through the ceiling into the sky. Ronnie is like, I didn't see anything, mm-hmm. you know? And she keeps pressing and yelling about what the officer saw and august throws shit and he's demanding to know where ashley is august is fucking over it and then ronnie's even like mom stop you've Mm got to stop and my thought too is like you literally have a cop calling in saying something is taking them out of the house like beaming them up Mm -hmm. and nobody's like yeah okay yeah he said he says pulling them out of the house yeah pulling them how august is like get your shit together dude but like listen to him he's literally corroborating yeah this story that she's trying to tell you and you're just too stubborn to even listen to one of your own men yeah like i get that you think she's crazy but somebody else said that they literally witnessed it happening Mm -hmm. and another thought the aliens are i'm not gonna say like know everything but they obviously they probably know he was sitting there and didn't care right which is confusing to me were they trying to scare him and show him or did they miss that like you don't know i mean i know it's just there for scare factor but august says that abby hasn't been right in the head since will and he's taking ronnie out of her custody he tells her to let go and he says he's sorry but ronnie's like clearly willing to go and he's just done with his mom he's like let me go let me go i'm going to go So he's like, bye, crazy bitch, you know? And then she's, like, alone on the ground screaming and crying. And I know kids aren't a lot of solace when you're in a home alone and you're scared. The kids aren't going to do much for you. But at least it's somebody else with you. Now she's completely alone in this house, which is another element of of scary. And then it cuts to the real Abby. And it's it's the interview. And she said she knew she would have to find her on her own, talking about her daughter. She would have to find a way to go directly to the source. So she's planning on going up to them on purpose, which, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What makes you think, if they're that intelligent, even if you go up there, they're still not going to give you your kid back. Right. So, I, I mean, I guess I would try if I was a mom. I don't know. I don't have children to have those maternal instincts yet, but I don't know. I mean, I guess I probably would, but. Abel comes to see her and he says he can't accept what he saw. So he's in straight he's a, denial yeah, he's absolutely. like no i am a man of reason i am a scientist i am a doctor of psychology or whatever he is and that is not i am not willing to accept that and the other doctor the ling- linguist is there too and abel says please don't make me do this but abby wants him to put her under mm-hmm. under hypnosis and he like okay go back three days and it cuts to the real abby under hypnosis so you've got video found footage abby mm-hmm. and then you've got the actress portrayal abby she says she sees the owl and it's smiling. I don't like it when it's smiling. Which then makes you know, like, okay, maybe aliens take us up to research us. That sucks. But, you know, maybe it's scientific. Maybe we're just rats, you know. Yeah. But when she says it's smiling, that's, like, that's menacing. Yeah. That is, like, mm, we're back, bitch. Like, we're going to fuck your shit up, you know. That's evil. Yeah. Evil if you're enjoying it like that and you're smiling. No. Abel asks her to tell him what she sees, and she says, it's not an owl. 3.33 a.m. again. And you see fleeting images of something moving her through her room. 
And this is when you get that, like, she starts screaming and she says there are too many of them. And she's begging for them to stop. She's grasping at her shoulder and there's something digging into it. And she starts convulsing and alien shit starts happening. So her mouth <laughs> opens up alien and shit. like she's possessed. And I didn't get all of this text. It's I got, I enforced my will, not world, no. And she says, give me my baby. Child never returned. Truth remains saviors. I am God. With, like, all those ellipses in between. Because yeah. you're not getting the full translation. And then Abby's, like, all fucked up. Like, there are these really scary, like, video of her just being, like, all sorts of fucked up. You hear the other doctors go, oh, God, do you see that? And then other alien voice shit. <laughs> and then it cuts to the Abby, the real Abby Tyler interview. She said, they came and we were, they abducted us, all of us, and brought us back that same night. We don't know what they did to us, where they took us. Even under hypnosis, it's black. She believes the things she's seen and felt is beyond anything we can imagine, she says. She said it was hopelessness. It cannot be God, but it can pretend to be. The director asks her about Ashley, and Abby said it took her a few days to wake up from the incident, and then it cuts back to the movie portrayal of the hospital room. Mm -hmm. And August is there in the corner of the sheriff, and Abel walks in, and August is more gentle with her now. Mm -hmm. She's clearly been through some shit, but Abel just walks in. So if they were all abducted, why is Abby, like, in a neck brace in a hospital bed? Like, was she fighting harder or were the other two collateral and they didn't really do anything with them? Yeah. Well, we see, like, in the found footage part of it that it's fucking with her body pretty good. Yeah. It's, con- it's contorting it. Yeah. Yeah. She's lucky her neck didn't get broken like the other dudes yeah. did. He snapped, he, like, vertebrae and shit was all fucked up. Well, I mean, she is in a wheelchair later, so That's who knows? True. Maybe it did. Yeah. He asks her how Will died, and she says he was murdered. And August says no, and Abel says they're going to show her something that will upset her. And they show her a picture of her husband in the morgue with a bullet wound, Mm -hmm. self-inflicted bullet wound. And they tell her it was a suicide. There was no intruder. And she said he's not that man, and he wouldn't do that to us. And she says she's a psychologist, and she would have known the signs. August tries to tell her to tell him what happened to Ashley again. And she turns to Abel and says, you know what happened. But we came back and she didn't. She tries to get Abel to tell him, but he won't. He's still in denial. You know, Mm -hmm. like, he's not going to let this happen to him. Yeah. It it can't be. She tells August something took her. Something took her daughter. August tells her it's difficult to cross back over that line between reality and fiction. So he's still like, "Mm, you're still crazy. Mm -hmm. So... Then it cuts to the real Abby. And the director in this interview asks how we're supposed to believe her if she hallucinated the murder of her husband. And she says it was difficult to deal with and she created that scenario in her head and says no matter what, you can't deny the videos. And Ashley is still gone. She says she has to keep hope alive in hopes that her story will help. She has to believe that her daughter is alive and safe somewhere and that she will see her again. And then it kind of pans out and you do see that Abby's in a wheelchair. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been this nice chair you thought this whole time, like one of those wingbacks, and then it, and she's actually just a wheelchair. So the director comes into the ending to do basically another monologue, and since 1960, there have been 2,000 FBI visits to Nome and a lot to Anchorage as yes, well. but a lot was only 300. It was like 367 or something. You said like 2,000. Oh, you mean no. to Anchorage? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. 2,000 versus and 300. Holy yeah. fuck. Yeah, that's a big yeah, gap. <laughs> I was reading, and a lot of it was, like, 
a lot of people do disappear in Nome, but they really think it's mostly because of the elements. Like Alaska, everybody knows Alaska is kind yeah. of, you know, the last frontier for America. And they think a lot of the elements have gotten people. Yeah. And that makes sense. Like, you know, but we'll talk about that in a minute. It says that Abel still practices and he refused to comment. The other doctor, the linguist, is a professor and helped with the translations, but nothing else. He corroborated her story. August retired and wouldn't involve himself with the movie. Ronnie is still estranged from his mother and blames her for his sister's disappearance. Dr. Abigail Tyler was cleared of all charges pertaining to her daughter and is bedridden on the East Coast. And then the credits I thought was really cool. They have, like, real recordings of, like, people calling in UFO sightings. That's my favorite part. Yeah. And I love hearing pilots talk about stuff they see up there. Dude. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Right? No. Mm-mm. I guess the people of okay so first of all if you just look is the if you google is the fourth kind real all these articles from 2009 pop up and it's like bullshit bullshit mm-hmm. bullshit bullshit so there is no abigail tyler there is this is not a real story they did a right. really good job if you just take a general audience member and want to scare them that's not really going to do much research they did a really good job it looks very real the actress that portrays the real abigail tyler not mila mm-hmm. looks fucked up by this the whole time she's like crying all the time her eyes are welted up the whole time she looks sickly like they did a really Mm -hmm. good job with that they did a really good job making you like i said feel like it is real found footage and they're splitting the two because they're basically reenacting a movie for a movie yeah you know and it's not a bad premise i don't think i think it adds that extra like this could really happen or if you don't really do any research like i didn't as a 16 year old i was like holy shit that was real like you know it fucked me up man that's what i did too i didn't think about all the stuff that we're talking about at 16 because i was like oh i gotta get over that movie and then move on with my life yeah you know but it's interesting to like research real people like experiencing things yeah because they're always written off as crazy but you really have in the united states a roswell new mexico like Mm -hmm. you really have like an Area 51 kind of situation. There are so many things that the government... I'm not trying to be like conspiracyist, but... Conspiracyist. I'm not trying to be like a conspiracy theorist, but, you know, it's like... we There's so much that we don't know from just basic inner workings of our government mm-hmm. to intricate world problems to potentially whatever is happening outside our realm of understanding. Mm-hmm. And... It really makes you feel insignificant sometimes. Like, we're the most advanced beings in our world. But what if our world is at the bottom of the totem pole, essentially? You know what I mean? And how scary is it to think, like, something like signs Mm -hmm. or this could happen? Yeah. And... Or War of the Worlds. Ah. mm. (laughs) Horror movies, they all scare me in a different way. But alien movies scare me in a way that... It's difficult for me to wrap my head around Mm -hmm. that profound of a question of existence, you know. It's a lot more than just aliens, you know. Like, they're not just little green guys that we, you know, were cute little Jeffree Star ballads. It's, it could be, and I don't know what I believe either way. Because, again, I don't, I think that if I really looked into it, I would just get, like, way too obsessive about it. Yeah. So, I haven't. And I probably won't. I don't think we... Do we have... Well, we have Alien coming up. <laughs> but that's a little different. That's different. different. Yeah. We're going like to a, them. It's not like an apocalyptic kind of, like, situation or, like, a yeah. body snatchers kind of situation. But 
I don't know. You think about potentially finding um, signs of life on Mars. What happened to Mars? Was that like Earth and it just got sweet? Somebody, something used up its resources and migrated us here. Or um, it just... And that's just, like I said, in our solar system. So I know I'm rambling about aliens, but it's like, it's just so hard for me to wrap my head around Mm -hmm. what we can't see and what we don't understand. And that's why religion is so hard for me. Well, the two are very close together. Yeah. Whether people want to put them together or not, because aliens tend to be so sci-fi related Mm -hmm. and religion is so tradition oriented. They're very close. And people get really offended when you talk about their religion versus, like, aliens. They're like, no, it's not the same thing. And it's like, maybe not. Yeah. You know. And I'm not trying to say God is an alien. But, you know, people, like I said, have always been looking for explanation. And alien is just another one of those, like, God. Gods. Goddesses. You know. Yeah. So, it's scary to think about. Like... That talking about this is scarier than anything the fourth kind. Oh, yeah. The fourth kind didn't creep me out, but I'm getting creeped out us talking through this stuff. Yeah. It's just so much bigger than we are as people, as Mm -hmm. a society. So, that being said, without all of the deep conversation that aliens bring in, I'd give this movie probably a three out of five. Yeah. Probably the same. I mean, it definitely, like I've said before, it loses its rewatchability. It's not as scary. Yeah. And you kind of get disappointed with the filmmakers for, like, telling you and driving home, this is a true story. This is yes. a true story. These are true characters. This is what they're doing now. Like, I, I really only like to see that when it actually is a true story. Like, I don't need to be, I don't need the wool pull over, pulled over my eyes, exactly. essentially, is what I felt like this movie does. Well, that is the problem with all found footage, I feel like. They mm-hmm. always tend to be like, this is a true story, and then you like always have to be activity. like, oh, man, can't you just let it be scary? Why do you gotta say that? Yeah. Then the ones that are scary are like, yeah, this is just a movie, but it's based on these events, but it's not mm-hmm. like the footage from these events, like Exorcism movies, for example. Ugh. We have a special Instagram giveaway going on. We got to a thousand streams, listens, and honestly, we understand that we are still very small. Um, especially compared to some podcasts getting 50,000 downloads per episode per month. That is just insanity to me. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you wanted to listen to us a thousand times between yeah. all of you means more to us than we could ever actually put into words. We thought that this would just be yeah, we didn't me think anybody and you. would listen to us. Yeah. So the fact that we have listeners and that you are interacting with us, I mean, we see your comments on Instagram. We try to reply to all of them. It just really means a lot and we're excited to see where we grow over the next few years we've got this podcast formatted all the way through 2019 every single monday has an upload schedule our movies are planned out we're not going to leave you guys hanging so do our extra episodes and we have contingency plans in place if one of us can't record so our goal is to never miss an upload and so we work very hard on this and for that to be received well we are doing a giveaway on our Instagram, and if you head over to the Exorcisters podcast on Instagram, it is in our feed, so you should check it out. There's a lot of stuff, I think well over $100 worth of stuff, yeah, and it's all horror-themed. We and got stuff we would want, you guys. Yeah, and some of it we bought. We <laughs> yeah. bought double of uh, some things, so go check it out. It's really easy. All you have to do is follow us and comment to enter. Like It's not anything crazy, and then we are just going to do a random drawing to the winner, so... 
Thank you so much for joining us on episode 14. If you want to hang out with us on the internet, you can find us at the Exor Sisters podcast. That is our Facebook and our Instagram. You can find us on Twitter at the Exor Sisters. And you can always, always email us if there's a movie coming out you would like us to talk about, a recommendation on a movie we should watch, whether it be old or new. Or just uh, general spooky stories that maybe we could talk about in an upcoming episode. We're working on some different content and some different spooky things that maybe aren't like horror movies, but just mm-hmm. real life horrors. Maybe we'll talk about aliens someday. Yeah. So if you've got any of those, um, hit us up at theextrasisters at gmail.com. And next time, some things are better left dead. Till then, stay creepy.